It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants? Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. you fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head, just slap them. That gonna make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is the kid. I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Has it been my best year? No, obviously, you know, uh, statistically, it all speaks for itself. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. We have $1,000 to pass out every single hour this morning. Also, I have some poison cheap trick tickets. And coming up in a little while on the program, we'll let you know on a $13 ticket you can buy for two different shows that you're going to want to see this summer. Nice. You know, I believe it is Friday the 13th. $13 ticket? That sounds like something I can get down with. That's a, well, that would not be scary. That would would not be scary. I don't get into the whole Friday the 13th thing. I don't, I don't, I'm not superstitious. I don't. Yeah, I mean, like good movies, you know what I'm saying? But like if you're an adult who's like, oh man, I really got to mind my P's and Q's today. It's Friday the 13th. Oh, I think you'll see a lot of it. What are you talking about? I think you'll see a lot of it. Yeah, I think, I, I don't, I don't buy into it. And honestly, I can't remember the last time I watched a Friday the 13th movie. I know like the first two were pretty good. Yeah, I don't know how well they stand up today. I'm trying to remember the last time I went back and watched those. Do you know they're opening up like mm-hmm. there's like a campground where where Camp Crystal Lake was like they they do like this now I guess there's a group that does it and you can go like go stay at the camp is it like a haunted experience or yeah. something so they've got like people walking around in the yeah, masks and stuff there's a little bit of like that thrown in <sighs> well that's that's cool man I honestly think that more brands like movies TV shows things like that I think they'd be well served to do like an experience you know what I mean especially like cult classic kind of things like you know where people are so passionate about it I guess maybe you couldn't necessarily get like you know the perfect strangers experience but like the Friday the 13th experience that makes sense to me where it's like yeah dude you get to go like see the sights and like walk through the field and kind of live that moment. I mean, people are ready to throw money at stuff. So like, I, I think that'd make a lot of sense. Yeah. I got dragged to see jaws in a wave pool once. Like I had to do that for okay. like a date where it's like, we're, no, we'll get like an inner tube okay, and okay. then like, we'll be in the middle of the water and then we'll watch Jaws. Was was that, was that at a good time? Was it, I mean, no. I mean, for her, I'm sure okay. it was. I, right. I was just sitting there and was like, I know the shark. I mean, we're, dude, you know me. Right. So like, by, by, you know what I mean? Like at, at the beginning, I'm like, yeah, all right, we'll go do this thing. Right. right. And then by the middle of it, I'm miserable. So now I got to ruin her goddamn night. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what I mean? So I'm just looking at her. And I was like, you idiot, you understand, like, no amount of trickery is going to make me think that goddamn shark's in here. Now, if it was like a lake, 
Definitely in the ocean, then you'd be concerned. Maybe even a lake because you couldn't see the bottom. There's it's not pool water. But it's pool water. Yeah, I think there is a little bit of that. I but, mean, there was a little bit. I mean, we were in the wave. Um, but I think I just think stuff like that, I think that's a winning idea. I feel like I feel like more people, you know, especially with like the Star Wars world. Don't you kind of want to go to that? All right. So, yeah. So I did this a little. All right, so when I lived in Oregon, you could, like, my brother ended up taking me up to, like, Northern California, right? And so, like, we end up going to a couple of different, you know, sites up there, and we're, you know, moving around or whatever. And then this guy tells us, you know, you go a couple miles up the street, there's this place where part of Return of the Jedi got filmed. Right? So I'm a big Star Wars nerd, so I was like, all right, well, I, you know, I want to see it. Yeah, of course. And so we get out there, and my brother's like, well, what do you think? I was like... It's a redwood tree, dude. I don't know. Like, how do I know this redneck's telling us the truth? You know what I mean? So there was no, like, sign or anything? There was no, like... Well, I mean, there was a man-made sign, yes. But it's not like Luke was, like, standing there going, yeah, dude, this is exactly where that thing happened. That's what I'm saying. If they're going to do these, it, it can't just be like, hey, you can go camp where, you know, Jason killed somebody. It's got to be like you go there and it's 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 essentially, I don't want to say like an amusement park, but like there's got to be, you know, there's got to be stuff there. There was a, I mean, there was like, I don't know, it, they tried to make like, there was like a metal plaque inside of a rock that tried to make it seem official and I was just <laughs> like, I don't, I, I looked at my brother I was like, dude, I think we just got swindled out of 25 <laughs> It's like I remember telling him I was like I feel like Dad would be standing behind us going sucker born every minute and I got two <laughs> of them on special right here. Yeah, it was a uh, I, I I was like it's a tall tree I have no idea. Yeah, you would have no idea. I guess the yeah, the the Camp Crystal Lake thing I guess would be kind of creepy, kind of cool. I guess I don't know. When's the last time we saw like a really good scary movie? hard right yeah it is hard nowadays it is and i feel like so many movies went pg-13 um scary movies went pg-13 and like i understand why obviously you're trying to make more money and i understand like well it's a psychological thriller but like i think i grew up in the era of slasher flicks and that's just what i expect out of yeah of, of scary movies i just expect like gratuitous violence out of them and now they're all like no it's the psychological terror and i'm like i don't want to watch that like, <laughs> no i I don't, I don't, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm probably more along the line of, uh, you know, slasher type films myself. I would have, I, I completely forgot it was Friday the 13th. It yeah. was not for that ticket sale, which by the way, we'll tell you about that coming up. I believe eight o'clock is when I'm allowed to tell you about that. There is more Sainsbury show, but we have to give you this thousand dollars now. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword "win" to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's win to two hundred two hundred. Rock one zero six nine. Rock one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock one zero six nine. Online for you at wrqk.com. Coming up at seven o'clock, we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Get his take on uh, well, the tribe on fire. Yeah, and he's playing well right now. They're finally starting to hit. I know they were winning, and actually Munch was the one that that pointed this out to me. He's like, dude, he's like, fans are insufferable sometimes. Sixteen three, they won four in a row. So, yeah, he's like, and yet people will call me in the afternoon. Does afternoons, you know, three o'clock, Fox Sports thirteen fifty, and people will call and be like, when they're gonna start to hit? And he's like, dude, they won four in a row. Like, what? I mean, like. You're going to go in cycles of this stuff where it's going to be defense for a little while. It's going to be pitching for a little while. And then here comes the hitting. And now, I mean, they hit the hell out of the ball yesterday. It's like, but he's right. It's like, 
not only do they have to win, but they have to win your way. Yeah, final score nine to one yesterday. Completed the se- or the series sweep of the Tigers there. So uh, I don't know. Things are things are pretty good. I was actually listening to Munch yesterday on the iHeartRadio app, Fox Sports thirteen fifty. Nice. Had that bad boy well fired up, well and uh, he had Joe Thomas on the show yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, it was a good interview too. I mean, Munch does good interviews. There's no question about it. And he's obviously got a lot of connection and respect in the Northeast Ohio sports world. Um, but no, it was a really good interview. Joe doing the media tour. Yeah. They're saying, I guess, Tim Couch and Jay Crawford are going to call the preseason games. I like it. I like Tim Couch, though. I'm a Tim Couch guy. You do seem to like back up Tim Couch in a way I, nobody it, else does. The only reason I do is just because I feel like the guy never really got a fair shot at life. You know what I mean? Like, went out there, and honestly, the best performing quarterback that the Browns have had since the return in 1999, but still, like, went out there, and I just feel like if the dude had another opportunity, maybe his career would have went considerably different right there. I feel like Tim Couch is the ultimate what-if. All I know is he got a fair shake of Heather Kozar. Oh, well, you can't complain about life too loud, then, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Like He got a fair shake uh, of that one. That's all right, then. He was never going to get a Super Bowl, so you might as well get that, you know? But I guess, uh, you know, he and Jay Crawford are going to call the preseason games. You could do worse. So yeah, you could do oh, worse yeah. Than those two picks. I, I, I don't know about Tim Couch as a media personality. I think I can remember seeing him on some, like, college football stuff, if, if I remember correctly. Sounds about right. Um, but uh, Jay Crawford's really good. Yeah, I, really I like good. him a lot, and he obviously, you know, loves Cleveland and loves the Browns. And, it, I mean, I think that'll be a good team. Yeah, it's actually it's a, it's a little weird to have a guy in the national, like, sports media that is that, like, you know, Browns heavy. Uh, on his sleeve about it, too. Yeah. Like, doesn't, doesn't, like, just kind of, like, give us a little wink and a nod. Like, I mean, he goes hard on it. He's all in. I'm reading this article that's like preaching to the rest of us about how not to act in public, especially while we're in restaurants. Well, good. I need to be preached to. And that's what I want. You've worked in about a thousand restaurants. Yeah, all of them. Every single one you can think of, dude. I've worked there. So there's this like, this is what you don't do while you're out, right? Okay. Now, some of these are pretty basic. Like, they're right. Good manners cost nothing, right? So speak to the waiter, server, whoever. The way you would like somebody, uh, you know, or the way you would on, you know, somebody on the street or somebody you are acquainted with. I wouldn't say somebody like you see on the street. Uh, you probably yell at them the same way you would a server. That just part's wa- kind of dumb. Just walking up to people yelling at them. <laughs> like, I mean, just like, hey, what are you doing? Well, dude, you know, New York, Philly, places like that. Yeah, absolutely you would. So, like, that would be bad advice for there. But, like, I, they are right. Good manners cost nothing. I, I never understand that. It's like, first of all, this person's going to a, a back area where you cannot see them to bring your food. Like, if I'm ever going to be nice to anybody, it's definitely going to be that person. I mean, and I just think the greater point here of, like, people that you interact with, like, be decent. Like, I'm not saying you have to be best friends with them. You don't have to be the most pleasant person ever. But, like, don't don't be an a-hole. I see this all the time, too. It's like, I it's these two people. It's a server in a restaurant or the gas station attendant where people just feel like they can say and do whatever the hell they want to those people. Which, by the way, a lot of you are going to need gas today. That person standing behind the counter has got nothing to do with how much money you had to pay at that goddamn gas pump. And not only that, but they had to hear the 3,000 people before you bitch about it. Yeah. So, like, dude, cut them a break. Yeah, Cortez at Speedway just sitting there with the with the, with the the gas pump price just moving the whole country. Just what are you moving, even talking about? But, dude, that's just it. It's like people will take their whole day out on people like And that. never do we credit the gas station employee when gas prices go down. Never. We bitch to them when it's like, oh, my God, four twenty nine. But now it's like, no, no, he's giving them credit. Now, here's advice they say to stop doing in restaurants that I don't do. And everybody tells me that I'm a neurotic mess because I won't do it. And here it is. This is the don't do this. 
They say, ask for the plate to come out as the chef recommends. Don't make a bunch of changes to the dish. I don't want this, but add this, and then give me this, and then not that. They're saying what I'm always saying, which is if you have to do that to what you're ordering, you didn't really want it. I disagree with this. I do. As somebody who's worked in a million restaurants in a million different capacities, as 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 a as a waiter, as a cook, as you know, I I I disagree with that. I understand it's a little inconvenient because you have to write down more, but like that's what I'm paying you this tip for is for you to serve me what I want. So I I I don't necessarily buy into that. I don't do it just because I believe I know how petty the average human being is. And I know how pissy the average human being is when they're at their job and they don't want to be. And so I try to give them absolutely no more reason to be messing with things on my plate while they're bringing it to me. So if I got to make 7,000 changes to something that I'm ordering, I'm just not going to order it. I'm going to find something I actually want and order that. You have the right to change anything around. I think you're inviting a whole world a mess if you do. They don't even get into this, but like the whole sending food back, I watch people do that and then they eat what comes back. Like, dude, I would never, I would never send food back in a restaurant. As a matter of fact, I would never tell the server either. I'd just be like, yeah, you know what? I ordered it, thought I was hungrier than I am. I'm probably not going to finish it. You know what? I'm probably good. You could probably just take that. I'm never going to send it back. I'm never going to bitch. I'm never just, I'm fine. Like, Eh, you know what? Sometimes you don't swing and hit. I mean, I just think that, yeah, I understand why you feel like that that could be a concern. But like, if 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 that's the concern, I feel like it's just as likely somebody's just going to spit in your food because you know what I mean. That's like, true, but I don't want to add to it. Okay, you know I, what I mean. Right. Like, I don't want to add to it. It's a it, it's like yeah, you could get hit running across the street, but if you do it at five o'clock in the afternoon, you're probably more likely. They say don't ask for more salt. This one's a little. This is a little pretentious. But I can't ask for salt. They say some restaurants ban salt and pepper, and uh, they say any chef worth his position should season a dish properly. Okay, well, let's stop pretending that everybody goes out to dinner to like a five-star restaurant every time they go out. Right. Sometimes you're just at a chain restaurant, and you just need a little bit more salt. Most times you're at a chain restaurant. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. Like So like that one, that one's a little overboard there. They say stop assuming I'm an out-of-work actor. Stop assuming that I think anything about you. You're just the dude or the woman dropping off a menu at me. I don't think about your life at all. I, I when people did ask though, I did hate that when people were like, "Oh, well, what's what's your story?" And I'm like, "Why, why, why do you care what my story is?" You know well, what I mean? Like, also the implication that this isn't enough of a thing for it to right. be my story is kind of you being a dick, right? Like, I mean, I can totally remember that as as a waiter where people would, and I guess it's because at, at that point I, I was probably younger, I was college age, but like at the same time, like. What are we talking about here? I always That's how I always know it's time for me to trim my beard. Because I'll be at the Agora and somebody will ask me, so what else you do? And I would, I always assume it's because all the gray hair in my beard that they're like, dude, why are you still like, Jesus, Lord, pouring Grandpa. Jack Daniels into a glass? <laughs> You're like, a dude, you, you are older than Jack Daniels. What are you doing still doing this for a living? I don't know, actually. I do not know. They say you can give some feedback, but if, but if you're just going to complain, they don't want to hear about it. And this last one is super nitpicky. Wait, so you can compliment me, but you can't complain? <laughs> exactly right. Oh, my God, dude. I mean, if, 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 if your food sucked and you don't tell somebody and you, you don't tell somebody the product sucked, you don't tell somebody the bathroom was dirty, how do you expect people to know? That's, or, that's, that's ridiculous. Or for you to be able to fix anything. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And, dude, I got to tell you, I'm not going to use the word millennial, but I feel like this is written by somebody like that, where it's just like, you know what, like, fine, like, you don't, just don't tell us you're unhappy, you know what I mean? Like, we never want to hear these things, and it's like, but the average person, though, I don't know, let's not say that. A lot of people would have a hard time 
conveying their displeasure with something without being awful about it. Yes, there, I, I think I think there's there's obviously the extremes of like on one hand you've got somebody that just a pushover is going to take whatever they're given and not complain, not say anything. On the other hand, you've got you know the, the the woman who just won't stop complaining, bitches about everything and exploits it. But right in the middle, where we should all be is like, dude, you can if 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 something's wrong, you need to be able to stand up for yourself. That's your money. That's you. That's you're doing that. That's your meals. Like, get what you want. They say when you're done eating, sit back and relax. Don't stack plates. They say if you can see that a waitress or waiter is really struggling to reach a plate, then moving it a little closer for them is nice. But stacking actually causes more of a hassle. They say let us clean the table while you carry on the conversation. Take a sip of your drink and maybe give us a friendly nod. I always stack plates. I'm good at it, though. That's the difference, I think, is that if some people just start... Fantone, it's literally taking a plate and setting it on top of one well, another. Some people won't, like, size them right. Some people will take, like, the dinner plate, then put, like, the bread plate, and then put, like, another dinner plate on top of that. That can be a problem. If you don't do it right... Oh, well, yeah, if you're not jangling your stack. Well, that's what I think... I think that's often what happens there. It's not. I'm not saying, like, dude, look at my skills over I was, here. I'm just say, saying, like... What? Like, it's I do putting it, a plate on top I, of I do it correctly. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't realize people were that stupid and were like not and i mean not but i mean it that would be an unpleasant feeling they say the they they find the 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 check please sign signal that you do with like your hand like you're writing it out like hey bring me that that that's disrespectful now they 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 say you should not do that anymore you wait until you can actually have a physical like conversation with your server and you ask for the check. Do you feel like the check signal is is disrespectful? No, and no, I don't, I don't feel that way it's at all. That's how I know the person that wrote this is twenty four. That's how I know. I, I definitely think that the server should. I mean, know when that check should be coming. For the most part, you really shouldn't have to ask for your check no. because it should be like a right. logical, like, all right, well, I took your plates away. I'm coming back with your check. Exactly right. Like if you're clearing the table, I shouldn't have to ask you for it. When that. when I ask you, like, hey, you know, would you like dessert? Is there anything else I can get you? That's the that's the point where it happens. There, if you say no, you, you know, if you get dessert, you, you add it on. And if you say no, here's your check. I was gonna say, yeah, it should almost be ready to go while you're asking. Asking that question, oh, there will be nothing else. Well, then look at this. We're we're already right here. But I don't think that the the check please gesture is disrespectful. But again, this is what I'm always talking about with these bloggers. They're 24. They still live at home. Their life is really easy, and so they just find struggle in these places where it absolutely 100 does not exist. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Sansbury Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're online for you, WRQK.com. We did get uh, this piece of information that coming up on August the 5th, your concert for Legends. It's getting bigger. They've added another artist. Maroon 5, pretty big artist there. Uh, yeah, as we were talking about this, you know, during the break. I mean, I can't think of a bigger of a bigger artist in that format in the last ten years. I mean, they're, yes, they're, they're, you're going to be able to point to me. Well, what about these people? What about? Yeah, but I mean, are they that much bigger than Maroon Five? They're on par with any other A-list artists, right? I mean, they have to be. Adam Levine, in his own right, is a huge Star, celebrity. Yeah. Celebrity. I mean, like, no yeah. question about it. I mean, is on whatever that show he's on, The Voice or the the the, the, the singing one, whatever that is. Um, and if you're just looking at it from like Hitsville, I mean, 
since I mean since 2000, I think it'd be hard. You'd be hard pressed to find another artist that has as many hits as they have. They added country artist Lee Bryce to the bill. Okay, you gotta be excited for that, right? Um, I mean, I like Lee. He's all right. All right. No, but this makes me think more isn't like, oh, cool, I get to see Lee Bryce. This makes me go, what's not working right here? Toby Keith and Kid Rock, I know for the longest time last year was not sold out. I don't know if they ended up selling out in the end or not. I don't think they did. I don't think it was a true-to-heart sellout. Okay, so that doesn't sell out. And now... The only reason to add Lee Bryce a couple of months before this thing happens, right, is to start to make people go, oh, well, maybe we should get tickets to that, right? I would imagine that that's why you're doing this. I don't think you're giving people Lee Bryce just to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, you would have packaged the show that way from the beginning. This is about the fact that tickets are not moving the way they would they would like, right? I mean, I'm guessing. In a little bit, I mean, you got a little bit of a square pegging around hole right here. A lot of one, I think. I mean, now I understand at the end of the day, country music isn't, it is pop music. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like Lee Bryce is like, I don't know, it's not like he's Hank 3, so it's not like he's outlaw country. You can put the two of them together as most people listen to pop music and they listen to country music. Yeah, a lot of crossover. But, but, I, I don't know, it's... It's odd. It's an odd pairing. Leave Lee Rice out of it for me. What I find right. odd is Maroon 5 can't sell this show out. And that Toby Keith and Kid Rock couldn't sell this show out. Dude, I gotta tell you, I'm worried. I dude and I think this is on us. Not okay. you and I us, but okay. I but I think it's on but I think it's on the county. It's on us, Stark County. I do. Okay. I think it's on us. What do you and, mean? I mean, guys. You're out there arguing you want the draft here? Yeah. And you get an A-list band and you can't sell the show out. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, dude, sooner yeah. or later yeah. somebody's going to be like, show me the gate. Show me the ticket sale. Show me the gate. So the passion's there. Let me see it. Like, some, the people are going to want to see it. They're yeah. going to want to see return on the investment. Yeah. And where the hell is it? I mean, this goes back to, I think, the point that we've made on this show eight million times of... Ain't nothing to do here, dude. Right. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. And then there's something to do. And all of a sudden, we don't want to support it. We don't want to go. It's too much money. Uh, dude, I hate the Hall of Fame weekend. I don't want to have to deal with the traffic. And it's like, well, dude, if you want, if you want things to be happening, you have to go out and be a part of them. I, my life gets a little disrupted over that weekend just because I live downtown, so the parade's like right around my house. I got like they block a oh, lot yeah. of my streets off and this and that. And I really try not to complain about that's outside of that goddamn like the, the drum, the corps, marching band, dude that warms <laughs> up in the alley next to my bedroom window. I'll never forget my first year here when my my ex girlfriend, dude, she left almost hit the ceiling because nobody told her drums were going to be starting to be banged on at six ten in the morning next to my party. <laughs> she was so pissed, dude, so pissed. But I really try not to like go on Twitter and bitch about it, like you know the traffic or this and that because I understand how good all of that stuff is for the area. But as we're sitting here going, bring us the draft, bring us the combine. Yeah. Now I understand those are different events, and maybe what you're thinking is, well, those are football, and I would go to that stuff. I don't care about Maroon Five. Okay, now that's a legitimate thing. I'll ask you though, I'm not you, but like the greater you. When was the last time you went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? That's football. 
When was the last time you bought a ticket and went to the Pro Football so Hall of Fame? You're basically what you're saying is is people will use that as an excuse as to why they right. don't go to this for, for that. But in the end, are they telling you the truth? Right. But at the end of the day, if I'm saying, hey, where's that receipt for that $35 ticket to the Pro Football Hall of Fame to help support the, the economic backbone of Stark County? Now, where's that at? I wanted to look up ticket prices because I was like, all right, well, maybe things are lopsided financially. Like maybe right. things are like so like maybe that's what it is. Right. And I did a real quick search here. But I'm finding tickets for sixty, which is is not it's not necessarily cheap. No, but I don't think it's out of. I, I mean, what's a ticket for Maroon Five at Blossom going to be? Forty? Yeah. I mean, right? Like yeah. thirty-eight fifty plus your whatever your. Sur- I mean, right? It's got to be right around there, I would think. Pavilion seats probably a little bit more if they were to play there. But I don't know how we're looking back at this or these organizations go and bring us more of this stuff where, I mean, dude, they had to do a fire sale after adding Kid Rock last year. Remember? I mean, I mean do we started like blowing those out? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say like, and you can make the argument of, well, it's football, and it's pop music. But I mean, last year was Kid Rock and Toby Keith. Like, that could be a tour. That's dude. That's fastball. Like that is Stark County, like right in the middle of where you're supposed to be. And yeah, I don't know what's happening here. But but I know like if you can't continue to like to make these things successes, that asking for more things, like th- this reminds me of dinner at my grandparents' house when I was a kid. Earl and Betty, my mom's parents. Right. Earl and Betty, and Earl's thing was you can have whatever you want, but eat what you take. And if you would have asked for more food before your plate was clean, no matter what it was, well, I just want more mashed potatoes. I don't care. You eat that, and then this isn't mashed potatoes, Gramp. I don't care. The scene I'm saying is like, dude, you can't keep asking for stuff and then not attend the things that are happening. I'm not yelling at anybody in particular, but it's like I worry about what what I've said a couple of times, haven't I, over the last few years that with the world getting smaller and smaller via social media, the the fact that people aren't making the argument you yank the Pro Football Hall of Fame out of here and put it in this is would not be my term, but what people are going to say behind closed doors is take it to a and in quotations, a town that matters, L.A., New York, Philly, Chicago. I think we're lucky to still have the goddamn thing. If I'm being if yeah. I'm being 100 percent honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I think we're lucky to still have it. So like when this stuff doesn't happen, I start going, well, God, like now what are we going to do? Like, what do you throw at the wall now? If Maroon 5 and Lee Bryce, because, dude, Lee Bryce is pretty big inside the country world. Now, he's not, like, the best guy they got. He's not the biggest star they got, but he's big enough. Yeah, for an opening act, yeah, dude. I mean, he's big enough. I do like this parking lot party song, bro. I won't lie about that one. He's got 24 tall boys on the chill. 14 of them are his. They play this at the Moonshine Bar all the time, dude. Yeah, they do. 60 bucks. I think it's a hell of a deal, dude. If your woman likes Maroon 5, how is that not the perfect date night in Canton, Ohio? Yeah. And on top of that, let's think about that. You don't have to go to Cuyahoga Falls to go to Blossom. You nope. don't have to go to Cleveland to go to the queue. Nope. It's literally, they brought it in your backyard. And we, I, I don't get it. You yeah, have so are the cars of traffic, though. I, 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 like, legitimately, I don't get it. And I worry about what's going to happen in the end if we don't attend these things and make them successes. Again, asking for more when you won't use what's given, I, I I don't know I don't know how you stand up on that. Earl and Betty, advice Earl from them Betty. right there. Dude, my mom's family was so rednecky, dude. Earl and Betty, man. Earl was the epitome of evil. I did not like Earl.
he was not nice to me when I was a child. No, making you eat that corn when you wanted more mashed potatoes. That's all I dick. wanted. That's dick. all I wanted. He was not about. He was early on the no carb thing. My my grandfather was. He was. He was early on that. We'll talk to Munch and also get you hooked up with a thousand dollars. That's next on Rock 106.9. Cause all the pretty girls are sitting right here Kick it back in a long chair At the parking lot party The Stansberry Show We may not be a global epidemic yet On iHeartRadio This is a dream come true Canton's Rock Station Rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 As requested by the man himself, Mark Munch Bishop Little Fight the Power by Public Enemy You can find Munch weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 Everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app Munch, happy Friday man, how are you? Brother, it is the glorious almighty weekend, gentlemen Hey Danny, real quick, here in the foos I know you remember this Remember a while back Miller Lite had something called the Blind Date, where we would take listeners to concerts. We had no idea what they were. Yes, indeed. Yes. I you did that. Metallica in L.A., right? Yes, we did. Yes, we did do Metallica in L.A. And I went to San Francisco with a bunch of listeners. Again, we had no idea who the band was going to be. The curtains open, and I get to see foods, but even better, you know, those are music meccas like Northeast Ohio. So just as foods were finishing their set, Kroll goes, stick around, we got a double header for you. About 10 minutes later, the curtain's open, and there's Beck on stage. And that is one wow. twisted dude, man. Wow. Man, what a show that had to be. That was a dude, Good man. stuff, bro. Man, Munch, dude, I don't know where you get your memory from, bro. Like, <laughs> dude, you, like, Munch is one of the busiest guys you'll ever meet in your entire life, and yet he keeps it all straight right there in that, right there in that filing cabinet of the, that brain of yours, man. You got it all loaded <laughs> away. Dude, I was actually thinking about you yesterday, Munch. Oh, is this good or bad? I, no, 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 really good. I was hanging out with some of, my, some of my buddies after playing a little bit of golf. We were watching the Indians game. And that's what made me think about you. Because I saw your post the other day about people complaining about how the Indians were winning. They were winning four in a row, but people were complaining, man, they can't hit. And you were like, stop complaining and just enjoy it. And so then I turned on the game last night, and the Indians are hitting the crap out of the ball. And I was like, there's my man Munch being right yet again. Well, thank you, bro. You know, it actually came down on Wednesday evening. They, they finished the game. Now, here's the thing. Wednesday, they actually had 10 hits. Carrasco throws a complete freaking game. Three-hitter, right? And the first thing is I'm starting to get tweets and texts on my phone saying, can't wait for you to come on Thursday so I can, you know, talk about how the Indians can't bunt. And other I'm going, what? What? You know, I'm going to come up with a new board game, guys. You've got risk. You got Monopoly. It's only going to be for some people. It's called Let's Make Ourselves Miserable, okay? So you land on a square. It says Indians win, complain about it. Cavaliers win, complain about it. You know, something like that. It, um, it would be a great game, Munch. There's no question about it. And <laughs> well played. Honestly, lo- people love that game, just just wallowing in their own misery. Right. Um, I think one of the things that I noticed yesterday, and really this entire series with Detroit, was um, maybe the bats weren't as, as active as you wanted them to be at times, but, man, the rotation looks good. Trevor Bauer put forth a really good game yesterday. You mentioned Cookie's game, and obviously Corey Kluber. Um, you know, I had concerns the Indians pitching staff didn't get better, but at this point it seems like they didn't have to. What are your observations? Bro, it's amazing to me how well they pitched this early. Yeah, the arms are usually in, in front of the bats at this time. But, guys, I'm going to break your heart when I tell you this. When you see Kluber, what he's doing in 30-degree weather, 
uh, I take a step back up and go, you know what, we'll never know, and he'll never let us know because he's too classy, how bad his back was last year against the Yankees because there's no way he could have pitched just as an average pitcher wow. as he did. But you know, the domination, uh, working some guys into the bullpen, the guys last night's game, and I had a chance to check it out when I got back home after a good night out, is that it was what I want to call clean baseball. They did everything right. But you know what? That comes from Tito. That comes from the top. And at times if you're struggling, at times if you're not getting hits, if you play clean baseball, what is that? You run, you hit, you pitch, you catch, you throw, and you're still going to win more of those games than not, even if your bats are silent. We're talking to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350. Munch, I understand you sat down with Joe Thomas the other day. Oh, dude, Joe was unbelievable. And I'm going to tell you something. He's always good. Always, always good. But just you know, just talking to him. And right off the bat, it's like, hey, Joe, you know, I know you well enough. I'm going to ask him some things. I actually watched, asked him about some personal policing of linemen because I know it happens. Not like the stuff Greg Williams put together in New Orleans, which was organized crime, okay? But and he said, of course they do that. You know, some guys air hole in him all game. They look at the other guys and say, hey, you know what? Not at the back of his legs. We don't end his career, but maybe we'll high-low him this time, you know, and, and things of that nature. But he's having fun, and you know what? You could tell that deep inside he knows that he's going to be able to walk upstairs here when he's, you know, 35, 40 years old, stepping away from a game that he loves. And, guys, even better, and I, I'm telling you, I would have not seen this with the last regime, or the last couple of regimes. That would be Farmer and Sashi of them. Joe is going to help tutor and mentor the left tackles, wherever they are on this team, and that's just freaking, you know, how could you not ask them to do it? And they're asking them to do it. Wow. It was, uh, I'll have to go back and check out your podcast and, uh, and, and, and uh, take a listen to that interview with Joe Thomas. There's been a yeah, lot of, very cool yesterday. There's, uh, there's been a lot of talk about Josh Allen going number one, and Fantone and I both believe that this is a smokescreen coming from the Browns and that they really do want Sam Darnold. Although I'll tell you, Munch, you're starting to sway me on Josh Rosen. He's starting dude, Josh <laughs> Rosen's moving up my draft board. He really is. I was always a Darnold guy, but Rosen's moving up my draft board pretty, he- uh, pretty heavily. Do you believe there's any truth to Josh Allen going number one from Wyoming? Do you know what? Josh Allen very well could go number one because people see him and people see Big Ben. People see that you know, years ago there was a guy named Roman Gabriel. Was he a tight end? Was he a quarterback? Did he had some touch? Yeah, there is a chance that he can go one. The thing is this, guys. You know, the more I see, the the more I read on down the line. You know, there's a chance that it could be you know a, a Derek Anderson type thing too. Is that if you're throwing deep? That's fine. But if you're going to throw you know a little bubble screen, or you're going to throw just a slant five six yards of field. He's going to hit the guys in the ankles. Yeah. Do I trust Dorsey and them? Yes. Will I take a deep breath if Josh Allen's name is mentioned at one for the Cleveland Browns? Yes, I will. But I'll say, okay, guys, let's go get him. Munch, I think it's interesting, and you know whether whether it's 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 Allen, Rosen, uh, or, you know Darnold, whoever it is, we know what's happening at one. I think it's safe to say the Browns are going to pick a quarterback, but the number four pick right. a little bit more interesting right here. And I'm reading this from ProFootballTalk.com, uh, and the Browns did not bring in. Saquon Barkley, they did not bring in Bradley Chubb, and now it's coming out that they did not bring in Minka Fitzpatrick, which are the wow. three obvious picks to me. I think any of those three dudes are going to, to, to make an impact at four. Agreed. What What's going on there? 
Well, number one, there's only so many people you can bring in, okay? Number two, here's what's fun. Don't read anything into it. Denzel Ward is a local kid. He was there. If you're local, I don't know what the mileage is on that. Of course, he went to Nordonia, played for the Knights. Is that if you're local, you could come in and work out. But I also know this, guys. One of the hey, you know, one of the what can you say the standards of the old Oakland Raiders when they were winning Super Bowls? They had signs all over the Coliseum that said "Speed Kills." I guess Denzel Ward was out on the turf looking like a track meet. Now again, you still got to tackle, you still got to wrap, you still got to break on the ball. But when you have speed like he has, you could do that. Bottom line is they're going to take who they feel is the best for the team in that position. It's out of Dorsey's character to take Barkley, but he still could take him. Yeah, I, I, if, if you follow his model, Dorsey's model, I don't think Barkley is the kind of pick he's going to make. Um, if they do take Barkley, for, it's not what I would do, but if they do that, I don't think I could hate it. I want to switch to talking. Did you go Chubb or did you go one of the DBs? I like Fitzpatrick myself. Um, but but that's me. But people make a solid argument about line. You know, you put Chubb on the other side of that line, that side of Miles Garrett, just chewing them up, it's dude. A, just chewing quarterbacks up. And I can't argue it. So if you do that too, it's again like I would be perfectly fine with Bradley. I'd be perfectly fine with that. Now I'm going to say this, and please again, people, it has nothing to do with where he went to college. Braylon Edwards was a good good friend. Aaron Shea is one of my best friends in the world. But if you get Minka. They can finally end the stupid experiment with Jabril Peppers, who just does not have a position in the <laughs> NFL, okay? He doesn't have a position. Was he going to be a 210 outside linebacker? Come on, guys. He gets steamrolled. You do not, not, like, no, not like him. You hated that pick, right? Is that the worst pick? <laughs> yes, I did. Guys, you could have had Deshaun Watson at 12. We would have not had this argument. And bottom line is who we end up with. Peppers and who, as I call him, the dancing fool David Njoku, who would rather dance after a three-yard catch but then drop a first down pass to the Packers and cost us the game. That is, I will tell you. <laughs> take Munch. No, I, I will tell you this about Munch. He hates when fundamentals aren't paid attention to. Oh, yeah. Munch is a. Dude, I get those passes. He Coleman's passes, too. Okay, is it more important to be in the warehouse district at 2.30 in the morning? are more important to get some sleep so you can catch passes. And, Danny, what do I know? I do know this. I catch most of those passes all those guys drop, and I have seven fingers. Remember that. Yeah. Here's what I think you're discounting, Munch. You can catch a lot of things in the warehouse district at 2.30 in the morning, too. You can catch a lot of things. You know know what? Maybe he's hanging out with Tristan Thompson, as a matter of fact. Let's talk a little Cavaliers. Now, I don't think this whole – I don't think this whole Tristan Thompson, Khloe Kardashian thing is going to really have a negative effect on the playoff run. Do you? No. You know what? It's not because here's why. I'm looking at the two teams. I don't even know where Tristan fits in. Now, the second group is is somewhat small. Right in between two Instagram models, it looked like. (laughs) That's where he fits. (laughs) But, dudes, come on. You know what? i got to have a guy with his damn near a max contract, $16 a year. He's got to be more than just a cheerleader. Now, Mike Fratello even told me the other day that he's scratching his head because he thought by now his game would come back again. And what is this game? Rebounding. Some stickbacks. You know, give me six points. But give me 12 to 15 rebounds, and life is good. My gosh, we're not getting that. We're getting half of that, 
You're talking in 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, he's had serious issues this year. I have I have long been on record as a Tristan Thompson supporter, but this year right. it's been it's been hard for me to make the arguments for him. Um, but he does have an important role as the Cavaliers get into the playoffs starting on Sunday right here. Um, Munch, as we look at the Pacers, and I guess as you start to look past the Pacers a little bit, what do you think the Cavaliers' rotation is going to be? What kind of happens there, uh, you know, with, with the bench and who's going to see those minutes? Okay, number one, right this second. Now, again, guys, could it change yet? I know Tyler's working fervently along with Larry Drew and the rest of the guys. Right now, I see the starters being LeBron, Love, Green, of course, George Hill at the point. I mean, you got to start George, Wiley Veteran, playoffs as his bailiwick, it's his home. And right now, who's going to be at the two? Is it going to be JR? Is it going to be Hood? JR seems comfortable again coming off the bench. But that's why I seem to be your, your first five. And then say JR's coming off the bench. Calderon is going to see minutes. Calderon has just exceeded all expectations. So then you have Calderon, JR, Corver, Nance, and. Well, hopefully it would be Tristan Thompson. But what about Clarkson? The youth bringing it in there, too. So that's where it's going to be interesting to see. And, guys, good to see Kendrick Perkins back. He looked very rusty the other night, but the bottom line is he's there for one reason, one reason only. Not six fouls, six bruises on the other guy. Wow. Perk's big man, dude. I saw him play for the charge. He's a big dude. He's a big man, dude. Huge man. Yeah, and he, knock him down. Did you remember? And that's when I knew right from the get-go go that Jay Crowder was a fake tough guy. You know, Danny, Matt, we could we could grow dreads and put him back in a ponytail, walk around with our chest puffed out. You know, <laughs> remember when Kendrick dropped him like a bad habit a couple of years ago? Oh man, I still replay that sometimes. Wow, there he is. That's Do you think I'm a mean guy, dude? That's like those baseballs this week. I got national guys saying I don't see the point of this. You know what the point of this is? is that Stansberry just got plunked. He did nothing. I'm coming out of the dugout, and I'm going to kick your butt because that's my teammate. That's my boy. I got his back. What don't you understand? Much when you grow up in a gated community, you don't understand that stuff. <laughs> I'm in with you. Got me rolling. Got me rolling. I'm in. Third and ham, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. I can hear the sauerkraut from here, Munch. I love you, my man. <laughs> That's Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, my man, uh, we'll talk to you again next Friday. Have a great weekend. Hey, glorious almighty weekend to you guys. Do it again, Canton. Lucky to have the show on the air. Yeah, see, they're exactly right. I, uh, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, we'll Munch. Talk to you again next week. It turns out a lot of you are struggling to make small talk with people. I This is would not be true of, I, I believe, Fantone or I, but I, I, I could see this maybe being a problem for some other people. We'll help you get through those small talk situations in life next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. Got a good deal for you. If you head over to uh, Rock 106.9's Facebook page right now, yeah, they're offering you $13 tickets for Friday the 13th. You can get Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson tickets in the lawn, 13 bucks. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. That show July 17th. You can get those right now. Or how about the end of the world tour, Avenged Sevenfold with Prophets of Rage, August 6th. You can get tickets for that, 13 bucks. 13 bucks for that. Yeah. Wow. And now a third show added. Ozzy Osbourne with Stone Sour. Get $13 lawn tickets right now. So for thirty nine bucks, I could be going to the biggest shows of the summer. I mean, for under forty bucks, you're going to the. Oh, three- I see what you're saying. If you want to buy one ticket for all three, of them. right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's about for the price of one of those shows because forty bucks is about where I see a concert ticket. You know what I mean? That's about right. You know, somewhere between twenty five and fifty. So I'll call it forty. And for forty bucks, I get to go to three shows. That's insane to me. That's crazy. Thirteen bucks for a ticket. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. So you just go to our Facebook page and you'll use um. Use the password 13. You can also get tickets at LiveNation.com. My boss did a bad job of putting this information together in an easily readable email. Shocker. Nah, Chubbs is all right, mostly. Except for when you call him Chubbs. Well, he's in the building. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? So like, I got I to gotta be nice. All right. But no, dude, that really is a great deal. Chubbs aside, 13 bucks for tickets is phenomenal. Dude, that Stone Sour Ozzy show is going to be good. Yeah. Event Sevenfold. Dude, Profits of Rage. Yeah. Like, I didn't love the album. But when they played the Agora, oh my God, was that show good? Well, because like you said, I mean, it's Rage Against the Machine. You're gonna get Public Enemy. You're Cypress gonna get Hill. Cypress Hill. Like, oh, dude, it was so yeah, good. it's gonna be great. It was so good. And then Rob Zombie and Corn. I mean, they've got some songs. Like, <laughs> they're pretty decent. Yeah, that's the other one, right? Yeah. People in Canton, they like they like the uh, they like the Marilyn Manson. Uh, it's Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson. Avenged Sevenfold and Prophets of Rage or Ozzy Osbourne and Stone Sour. Tickets, 13 bucks for Friday the 13th. Get them at LiveNation.com or head over to our Facebook page and use uh, the password 13 there. I guess a lot of people struggle with small talk. Now, I don't know anybody who likes it, but I didn't know people were actually struggling on what to say. I mean, think about all the awkward conversations you've been in, and it's like, I know that ain't my fault. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh huh. I um I actually started to enter into one of these the other night. Like this, somebody reached out to me via my, like my direct messaging in my Instagram, and then I was like, all right. And then it was like, well, if you would like, here's my phone number, and it kind of moved over into one of those. Right. And so you're in this territory where it's like, okay, so this person sought you out. Yeah. So it's like, what are you after here? Like, what, what, like, what's, what are my messages supposed to be like here? Yeah, I you mean, know? you just can't start sending D pics out of you nowhere, I mean? dude. You got to break that water, and that's really what small talk is—is is that bridge between like we don't know each other to where we can have a real conversation. So it's important. I know it doesn't seem important. People are like, it's, it's small talk, but it, it matters. They say, if you already know each other, a simple catch me up. Now here's my point with this. Who the hell doesn't know that? Who the hell doesn't know? I haven't seen this person in a while. I should ask them what the hell's been going on with them, right? Like, some I need to lead the the horses to that water. I, I, then yes. stay inside. You're right. <laughs> then honestly, America, you're yes. right. You have no business trying to adult <laughs> if you didn't know that. Like, what is the matter with you? You don't know, like, you know what? I haven't seen this person in 10 years. Maybe I should get a little, little roundup. What's been going on with you? But I mean, but think about that. And like, think about like, you know, you, you run into somebody at, you know, whatever, a bar or something like that, and they just don't. It's like, well, yeah, you can ask, hey, what's been going on with you? And I think some people just are oblivious to things. Wow. I guess if I'm thankful for anything, it's that I'm able to get through something like that. Like, I didn't realize people were struggling this hard in basic conversations. Oh, and I think sometimes it's you don't know where to start. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, now you've greeted each other, and it's like, well, now what do we do? Like, well, all right, hey, how are you? Man, it's been a long time. And then you just don't know where to go from there. I think this is bad advice, too. They say if you've never met, you ask them, what keeps you busy? So, like, you just met. It's like, dude, there's a list of 20 questions that you get through before that one. Um, 
I think because at that point it's very open-ended by saying like what keeps you busy because that leaves if they want to talk about work they can talk about work if they want to talk about their kids they can talk about their kids if they want to talk about their hobbies they can talk about their hobbies so like I think that's what's good about that is you're leaving it kind of up to them instead of saying like hey what do you do well I'm unemployed I see that to me would feel like a lot of pressure like I like if somebody said to me what keeps you busy I'd be like I don't know nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like I like, dude. Now oh. I got to tell this person I'm not busy. Oh, I think you would. I think you would. You would. I think it would open up good things about you. I think you'd be able to instantly talk about your passion for golf. You'd be like, that's what keeps me busy. That's what I do in the afternoons. Oh, and then you know my job. I feel like I'm always kind of working, but I'm never really working. I think it would work on you. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I would. I find that to be a very strange question. Okay. I would go down the. I would go down the standard list of where are you from? What do you do? How many kids do you have? Are you still married? Or what do you like? I would go down like those kinds of lists. I don't. What keeps you busy seems like it. I don't know. That seems like very now. Like you know, well, we need an open office plan. Like that's what that seems like to me. And then this one, they say if the conversation is one sided, just keep saying yes and and making them talk more. No. If the conversation's one sided, I'm looking for the statement that ends the conversation and gets me the hell out of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if if that person has nothing that you want, you know what I mean? I think that's where we're getting into a problem, though, is like if you're trying to have small talk with in a business sense, like, well, I can't just walk away from it. You know what I mean? Like, I have to have small talk with you because you're going to start my job interview in three minutes. Yeah, I, all right. I guess I guess maybe I just I, I didn't realize people are struggling this hard with this. I dude, I, I think you're underestimating and I think you're looking at it from our perspective of like and I'm not trying to be like, well, Sansbury and I were just, you know. Uh, linguistics masters well, over here, well, but we're communicators for sure. So, like, and I think a lot of people have a hard time doing that, especially in a in a in a situation where you feel nervous, like a job interview or a first date, or you know, when you're first meeting somebody. Like, I, I think that's I think that's a challenge for a lot of people. First dates are are hard. I don't. It's not that I struggle with small talk. It's that in the back of my mind, I know you're not it. And so, and then, so then what my brain goes is, bro, she ain't it. What the hell are you doing here? Get the hell out of here. Do the check signal sign, pay the goddamn 15% tip and get the hell out of here. You don't want to be in this conversation anymore. And so like, I, I just, I see this a lot too. Like, you know, somebody asked me, they're like, you know, you meet so many people. How do you know who you met? And I, I never say nice to meet you ever. I never say nice to meet you. My whole thing is it's, I always say it's good to see you. And even if you just met, it's still good to see him. Because, like, I, I've been burned so many times where I'll, like, shake somebody's hand and be like, dude, it's nice to meet you. And they're like, well, actually, we met three years ago. We were saying, and it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I haven't seen you in three. I haven't, I've met you once three years ago. It's pretty much like this is me meeting you right now. I had no idea people were struggling like this. Like, like I said, just imagine, though, the awkward conversations you've been in and you know they weren't your fault. You know what I mean? Like an interaction you had at the bank or like an interaction you had, you know, with somebody and they just they're just like, I'm like, what do you what language are you speaking? Like what? Uh, what you can't do this. Yeah. Some people try too hard. Yeah. Some people try too hard where it's like, dude, why do we have to have this much conversation? Right. I don't know you. You don't know me. You know what I mean? We're just two strangers in the aisle at Giant Eagle. Like I, I need the pepper and so do you. I'll get out of your way here in a second. I didn't realize people were struggling that much. I saw this the other day, and there's this is one of these dumbass memes, but it, there's a little bit of truth in this one. And it stopped and made me think a little bit, where it's like somebody posted, it's like, you know, everybody asks me where I'm from, where I went to college, how long I've been married, how many kids I have, what kind of job I have, what kind of money I make. But yet nobody ever asks you this question, are you happy? And I thought about that. 
And the reality is, you know why that is? Because A, the average human being thinks that all those other things are happiness because we've been, you know, marketed to. So we think those things are happiness, even though that they aren't. And so there's that. And B, I think most of us know that in the back of our minds, we're not really happy. And so we probably think, neither are you. And if the at the end of the day, we're all terrified you're going to tell us the truth and you're going to say no, and we're going to have to hear about how bad yeah, things that, are. Yeah, that's the, that's the how are you doing today and somebody starts complaining to you, shut up. I don't care. That's not what this was about. Like, that, that was, that's, that's a standard greeting of good. How are you? Like, but isn't that, are you happy? If so, if I meet you for the first time and that's one of the first questions that come out of my no, mouth. No, I don't think it's meant for that. I think it's more meant for somebody you know really well. And I think because this woman that posted, she was like, don't you think it's weird your friends never ask you that question? Like your friends don't ask you like legitimately just like, are you happy? Like, I can't remember the last time a friend asked me that question. You know what I mean? Like, that is a little strange that we do put such a premium on all these other things. And yet we don't talk about stuff like that. But again, I think people lie about their happiness. I mean, I see people tell me all the time. They're like, oh, no, I'm happy. And it's like, well, dude, are you really or are you just unaware of everything that's happening around you that should be making you unhappy and you're not focusing on it? More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106 Knock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069 online for you at WRQK.com. We'll pass out another thousand dollars at 810 this morning. It is currently 65 degrees. <laughs> Bunny, you have dude, it was so nice yesterday. Got yeah. out, played a little bit more golf yesterday, which my day was not great. Okay. What happened? No, wait. No, no. What happened? Everything so, was so good. We no, were riding high yesterday, I, baby. I know. So, like, I bought the new clubs, played Wednesday, played great. Yeah. Right? Went out yesterday, played. There was about, I don't know, 12, 13 of us, and just all went out in this big, huge group. And I started the round out fine. As a matter of fact, made pretty sure we made birdie at one. Like, things were pretty good. All right. Confidence building, feeling good. And then we got to the sixth hole. Mm. We only played nine holes. We got to six, and something happened. And, like, I hit an eight. I know I hit an eight iron from the fairway. And, Fanton, I shanked it like I never hit a golf ball in my life. And so one of my buddies standing behind me, he was like, Man, you gotta love those new irons, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Now you're going to trash talk me? And so, dude, they, they they were relentless on me for like three holes. Well, that's the way I'm sure that, you know, one, one bad rip from you, and yeah. then Stansbury gets into his own head right there, and then you've got people that are poking and prodding at it. Yeah, I'm not surprised to know that you fell apart on the on the back three there. I had some, uh, I had some great drives on those three holes, but I just, for some reason, I just... I, I don't know if it was grit, something, but like it just something went sideways and I was unhappy. And I'm sure there is no camaraderie out there. Like, None. damn, dude, you ripped None. that one. Ah, dude, it's all right. You're going to get it back. Come on, man. Get that get that swing out there. None. None. Yeah, I'm sure. None. No, dude, no breaks given. None. None. It's, dude, that is one of the hardest groups. I said, as a matter of fact, I posted some photos. Dan.Sansbury at Instagram. I, uh, I, dude, I posted some photos. I said, dude, to play in this group, A, you better be able to play. Right. And B, you better be able to take a ball busting because this is the hardest group of guys you've ever met in your entire life. I mean, dude, it was brutal. Brutal. As a matter of fact, one of my buddies' birthday, it was his birthday yesterday. Yeah. And you'd think we'd be nice to him. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. We made Jamie miserable the entire day. I mean, I don't know why guys do that, but we do. Um, well, you got uh, you got plans this afternoon. You getting out there? I mean, it's going to be even nicer today. Yeah, I'm supposed to play today. I I am supposed to play today, but dude, I got like next to no sleep last night. Right. 
I was uh, I was up late again for the second night in a row, <sighs> so I'm worried that that's gonna like bleed in again today, and like it's not gonna go well. But my buddy Seth and Dustin and I are supposed to get together and play this afternoon, so we'll see what happens. I got a little case of the sleepies on me too, and I want to go take a nap this afternoon. But I'm like, dude, what kind of an idiot takes a nap when it's 75 degrees for the first time all year? And I'm, I feel like obligated, like, no, dude, you have to go do something. It's getting really, really nice out there. I, here's the thing: it's getting really, really nice. Okay, a couple things you have to look out for. Uh, number one, first and foremost, murder. We know that's always a thing. Once that weather breaks, you know, people start getting killed. Uh, number two, DUIs, because people go out and they start drinking, which if you're going to do this weekend, don't drive. And number three, there's going to be pregnancies and they're going to happen. They're going to happen soon. Like this weekend, dude, just people getting knocked up. I will. You're right. Like as soon as the weather gets better. Oh, yeah. It's like being drunk. Oh, yeah. For some reason, my D's like, dude, text her. Mm-hmm. Text her. It's mm-hmm. nice out. You, you feel that wind? Text her. You you don't you don't have to worry about like, oh, dude, I got to go brush the car off. I got to go, you know, drive through snow. It's like, no, I can just drive directly to vagina. No coat necessary. Well, you know, Jim and Kelly, you know, but. So I did. Speaking of driving straight into the <laughs> okay. vaginal region. All right. All right. A buddy of mine did something really weird the other day. What was it? I we, again, this was not yesterday. It was like maybe two, three days ago. I was out. I was again. I was at the golf course. I was hanging out with a couple of guys. We were playing, and I was on my phone. All right. And my buddy turns around. He's like, "Dude, who the hell are you on the phone with?" I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. I'm just texting this. You know, this situation. We'll see what happens. <laughs> he's like, "Well, here's what you do," and he goes and gives me this advice, and he's like, "Text her, say this." Tell her to come over Friday, and then he goes, and then take one of these, and he shoves in my golf bag, and I didn't even look because I was up, I was on the tee box, I was like, I didn't even look at it until I got home, and I pulled it out. Dude, my buddy stuck a ten pack of Viagra in my golf bag, like out of nowhere. Jeez, he just gave me a solid ten pack. I was gonna say, I mean, not just like a hey, I'll cut you off with one, but a whole tenner right <laughs> there. Gave me a solid ten pack to go. Like in the, I was like, good and friend. Like, and like I said yesterday, there I was, warm weather, and I was like, he's right, man. Let's get these fingers moving. Not very supportive when you're up there in the tee box, but obviously helping you with the shaft work there, right? Oh my god! Right? All right, yes, yes, yes. That was well played. Eight. <laughs> 10, your shot at $1,000 on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.069. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. I believe this link for these $13 tickets for these three shows at Blossom is going live at 8 a.m. You should be able to find that link at Facebook.com slash Rock 1069. You can also just hit up LiveNation.com. That's another place you can do that. You'll use the code 13 when you're checking out. A lot of good shows, dude. All three of those shows, something I want to be a part of. Yeah, they're really good. The share of Americans between the ages of 25 and 34 who are married dropped 13 percentage points from 2000 to 2014. And a social uh, sociologist has written a book, and he has his feeling as to why. Now, I have said many, 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 many times that I believe that people abandoning the traditional ideas of marriage and relationship will be the next step of the evolutionary process of the human being. That we are going to start to figure out that this system 
that denying ourselves these things and like marrying ourselves up at 20, having a kid by 26, divorced by 40 is just making us miserable. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, you know, it kind of feels like a, a, a you know, a, a relic almost where it's like I, when you were dying at, at 45, I understand why getting married at 20 and like having that security was so important back, you know, back, you know, 200 years ago. But now it doesn't feel nearly as imperative. It doesn't just feel like, you know, there's, you know, obviously there's still societal pressures and things like that, but it doesn't feel like something you have to do anymore. No, it it really doesn't at all. His idea is that cheap sex is causing people not to have to be married. And he doesn't mean financially cheap. They're saying it's men are able to get to, to obtain sex these days with very little cost in terms of time or emotional investment, giving it very little value. There's okay. truth in that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's the one and sole factor, but I definitely would. I mean, you'd be a liar to say that's not a part of it. Yeah. The hookup culture has definitely did part of this. The, 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 the digital hookups. Now, I mean, but let's not act like one night stands didn't exist before Tinder, right? No, but. They accelerated it. You okay. you can go faster in a car now than you could in the Model T when it came off the line. So you know what I mean. You you, you add technology and and things are going to get faster and more accelerated. And I do believe that the, this is part of this. And I also believe that there's going to be part of this where millennials are were raised by parents by parents who were from my generation who. Dude, what'd you do? You got married too young, had kids too early, divorced. All you did was fight. And so these kids grew up in these households with either one parent or neither of you because you're both working so much. You couldn't even be home to, to see them. And they're like, you know what? I'm not doing this to another person. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I mean, I think that divorce rates and like the the disenfranchisement or this, you know, enchantment that you kind of got from that if you were a child of divorce and why, like, why would I ever decide to get married? I, I, can, under- sure. I can understand that. I think that, you know, the economic worries of a lot of millennials and a lot of people in a certain age range there, I think have to play a factor in that too, because it's like, man, if I don't feel secure enough to take care of myself financially because I can't get a job that pays enough bills and blah, 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 blah. I think like there's at least I know in my perspective, there's, there was plenty of times where it was like, well, dude, this was, isn't the responsible decision to make because that's why I don't have kids. Right. Cause I, mean, I like, never felt like it was financially the right thing to do. I always felt like, dude, this is irresponsible for me financially. And it's also irresponsible for me to do to the rest of you financially, because I don't want to be like, well, I can't do this. So now I'll just take this money from this, from this thing. I don't want to do that yeah i mean and if you don't feel secure in your job you don't own a home i understand why all of a sudden it's like having a family god no i'm nowhere near that another guy here says this is actually worse he says you can go back decades now he says that this is a snowball that's been coming down the hill he says "It, it is the pill started this and then online pornography added to it and now the digital culture of the hookup nature it's threefold and i would agree that all three of those things start the human brain down the path of sex without love and that sex without commitment. Yeah, All three of yeah. those things do kind of tell you that, you know what, maybe sex without commitment's not so bad. Because that's what I was going to say is that, I mean, I think there's plenty of relationships at this point that are sex without love or marriage without relationship without love, but that commitment has always kind of existed. Even if you two really didn't love each other, there was that commitment of like, well, we had a kid, therefore we have to stick it out together. So yeah, I, I, I totally think that that snowball's a real thing. Yeah, They say with porn on demand... And greater reproductive freedom, sex is a commodity available at any time. That's a little misconceiving. 
sex is still harder to gain than than, than people really want to admit. I was going to say, look at all the people not getting laid. I was going to say, plenty of people listening right now are like, dude, I haven't had sex in two years. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Plenty of that going on. But they say this has left men with very little motivation for marriage. Here's the other thing. And women will never want to admit this. But you guys have ruined the idea of marriage. The idea of marriage is a man gets married, his freedom goes out the window, and all you do is bitch and yell. And you know why that's the stereotype? Because stereotypes a lot of times are based in truth. And that's a lot of what happens. And so, dude, as much as all this other stuff is true, women, you have done a bad job going on the advertising route of why marriage would be good. It's, dude, it's like every guy I know is like, dude, the moment you do it, it's like your balls go in the purse. She decides everything. I have to ask for a man cave in my own house that I'm paying for. It's just like, there, there's, you should have been going against these stereotypes of what these relationships are like your entire time. But instead, what do women do? You relish the fact that you have that power and you, you love to, you like to wield it at any time. And smart men know that. And they're like, well, why the hell am I signing up for that? Yeah, and I, I I think that you know I think there's a bit of independence where it's you know whether it's from a male or female perspective of you're right. Why am I asking permission to do this? I don't have to do I'm this a grown anymore. Person. Right, I can pay my own bills, and I mean I think that a part of it too. They talk about uh, you know the pill, they talk about porn, and they talk about Tinder. But uh, I think the women's revolution in the sense of like women work now that had to have at least drawn some lines of well, like well no now I don't need to get married therefore you know well like, that's true. I I remember saying back in the day, and for those of you my age, you'll remember this, that Allie McBeal had a huge effect on this because women finally had a piece of like pop culture that showed them, dude, you can have sex like a man. It's okay for you to have sexual desire. It's okay for you to have sport sex. You don't necessarily have to be the Virgin Mary until you're ready to pop a kid out. You can sleep around. You, it doesn't make you a whore. You can you can have fun with sex. And Ally McBeal was like one of the first TV shows that kind of like pushed that narrative. And so that I would th- I would think that there's going to be a little bit of that effect in here, pop culture. And again, this is what a lot of conservative people would tell you is that this is why they're always bitching about the standards and about the stuff that happens on television. Because what what we're saying now is what they're always saying, which is, dude, the slipping of the standard and what we are willing to show on screens leads to honestly, more irresponsible behavior because sleeping around is a little bit irresponsible. Now, you can do it responsibly. You can add the pill. You can add condoms. There's steps you can take. But ultimately, the more sexual partners you bring into your bed, the more open you're leaving yourself to problems via disease or whatever the hell you want to do. So conservative people actually have a legitimate bitch here because you're right. The more we lower the standard of what we are willing to see or consume or whatever, the more irresponsible the behavior in society does get. They are right on that. So you do feel like that that those things that those what we view, what we consume, what we listen to are going to impact that behavior. For okay. sure it will, okay. right? We just talked the other day okay. that once we stop smoking cigarettes on TV shows and movies so much what happened? Smoking decreased. So obviously the amount of sex and violence that's in these things is leading to some of this irresponsible behavior we're having. Conservative people do kind of have it right. And now, now, we live in America, so I should be able to consume that media because it doesn't mean it's going to be true of everybody. That's my problem with the conservative take. It's just because that is true doesn't mean that people should not be able to consume it. That's where you and I will start to disagree uh, on that end. But but making the argument that, that our standard has lowered and that's – I mean, dude – when my parents were growing up, the, the idea of 16 and pregnant would have never flown on TV. Now, teenage pregnancy's down. Okay. You know what I mean? But, like, I mean, is there, I mean, is that, 
Well, I, I, you, yes, I. But again, is it down because sixteen and pregnant's on TV? No, it's down because honestly, contraceptives have gotten that much better since my mom was in high school. That's why teenage pregnancy's down. It's not down because some house mom decided to put sixteen-year-old whores on TV who couldn't not get pregnant. That's not why teenage pregnancy's down. You're shot at a thousand dollars right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. I, uh, I remember my dad used to say to me all the time when I was young. Daniel, if you want to lead a life of crime, you better be really, really smart. Yeah. And that people will tell you it's fast money or easy money, but it's not. Uh, it doesn't seem like At the it. end of the day, it's harder. And uh, I, I know there was a comedian, I forget his name now, who always used to say, you know, strippers and drug dealers tell me how, how, they, how they do what they do for the money, and yet the brokest people I know are the strippers and drug dealers true I know. True, too. And it's true. But the thing I'll say about it is, is there will be a moment in time they have a ton of money, and then it's immediately gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, dude, I got 800 bucks on me right now, and then that next day, bloop, where'd it go? Yep. Where did it all go? By the second, they're broke. Absolutely. And so that was his whole thing is like, dude, Dan, you're probably not smart enough to be a criminal. So let's let's hit the books and let's try to find something else you might be good at. OK. And, uh, you know, and, and move on from there. And I bring this up because some of these criminals were really dumb that I'm about to tell you about right now. This now this happened over in Britain. But don't be surprised if you end up seeing this here, because a lot of our Toys R Us stores are closing as well. All right. So I guess five idiots got together, organized a rave and held it. And an old Toys R Us and an abandoned Toys R Us building. <laughs> that is one of the dumbest ideas I've ever heard of in my entire life. A, you don't think the police knew that the Toys R Us is abandoned? You don't think that the, that the chief told them, hey, by the way, that building's now abandoned. What happens in abandoned buildings? Crime, prostitution, drug use. Make sure you're kind of in there. Also, now they can sit in that parking lot and no longer need like the, the, the approval of the business owner to, to check radar in there. So you don't think when they went by a business that was closed and there's 300 cars in the parking lot and lasers coming out of it and god-awful chain smokers, music coming from the rafters, that they didn't think, huh, I bet something's amok here. I mean... Yes, obviously, you know, hey, that's an empty building, but like the cops pay attention. They know Toys R Us is closed. They drive by that Toys R Us every day. They pay attention to things, and Toys R Us isn't open at night. So even if it were still open and you were an employee at the Toys R Us, if they drive by at 1130 at night and the Toys R Us lights are on, they're going to know something is up there. Plus, I have bartended a thousand rapes, rave type shows. Thousand. Dude, literally, it's lasers and purple smoke yeah. and, like, different kind of bouncing lights. They know that's not Toys R Us activity. Plus, right. all, how about it's 2 o'clock in the morning, right. and there's people throwing up outside because they're all high on ecstasy and their body's not used to it. Are, are raves still a pretty big thing? They're still out there doing them? I they felt, don't call it that. Yeah, but I was, was going to say, I felt like that was the 90s. Well, raves were the 90s because you weren't supposed to know where they were. Right. And only, like, the cool people were, you know, we were to be invited. Now what they do is they just rent concert venues. All right. Like, there's, there's like, an entertainment company here locally that puts on a lot of them. Um, like, Winter Warm-Up is one of their shows, and... Uh, I forget a couple of the other names, but they're massively successful, like massively. 
Like people will show up at like noon and wait, like wrapped around the building for that thing to open. Yeah, uh, like electronica music used to be so uh, such a small little Niche. cut. Yeah, but now Niche. I mean there is. I mean it's it's a much bigger thing. Well, because honestly, even pop music guys are now and women are starting to use a le- that electronic yeah. sound in their music now. So yeah, that makes sense. But so. Those types of parties are still going on, but I think if you were to look at somebody who was going to attend Winter Warm-Up or any of those and say, hey, you're going to the rave, I think they'd be like, what are you talking about, Grandpa? But like, as you're reading about this, that's what they're calling it in here. But what a dumb idea. What a bunch of morons. Yeah, I mean, I remember we had like... We, so dumb. We had we had like a, a like a house party at this chick her mom's house. Like they moved out, but they still had keys to it or something. And we're like, oh, we're gonna get away with this. And it's like, no, of course you're not gonna get get away with this. It has a for sale sign. There's teenagers all over the place. Like, why did you guys think you're gonna get away with this? Like, what a dumb idea. At least you guys were teenagers. I believe. Right. It, you know what right, I mean? Like, right. I mean, at least that's what this was. I mean, I believe everybody here in this story was over the age of 25. They say police have closed down an unlicensed music event on Bulls Bridge Industrial Estate. Sound system has been seized. Several arrests made. Do not travel to the area. They were posting this live in the moment. Dude, that sound system couldn't have been cheap. Those dudes had to be mad about that. For sure. You didn't think, though, like, even as an attendee, like, that would have been on my thought process. Yeah. so wait a minute, I'm spending how much money to come to this and it's going to be open probably 20 minutes until somebody figures out what we're doing here? Yeah, I mean, especially since, I mean, I think it's a fair assumption to say that you're probably going to be holding drugs. You know what I mean? Consuming drugs, high on drugs. I wouldn't necessarily think that that was like, all right, that's where I want to go, like, you know, uh, trip my face off. Dude, I can't even keep up with those drugs those kids do now no. with those kind of things. No. I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with them back then. Like no, the no, names no. and like all the names and the forms they come in now and like, and they'll just, dude, it's written on their t-shirts and stuff. Like they'll just make homemade t-shirts that says hi. I, like it literally will say I'm high on Molly. I watched a girl come into the actually to our venue one night, literally wearing Saran wrap, nothing else. Wrapped her ass around in like four layers of Saran wrap. Wrapped her boobs around it. Walked right in there. Freezing cold, two feet of snow outside on the ground when this show was going down. I looked at the my other bartenders. I was like, we got to change the name of this place from the Agora to Thoughtropolis. Look at this. There's just little skanks running around everywhere. I was like, this is terrible, dude. I don't get that. I mean, they show up. They support their scene really, really well. Like Juggalos, they support their scene, too. But I don't like. I could not sit in a building and listen to this all night long. No, dude. Sitting here for the past five minutes, I'm like, oh my god, dude. Enough with the sandstorm. We get it. Like, no wonder you're taking drugs, right? Because you got to take them to forget about the crap you're listening to. God, it's awful. More Stansberry show. Much, I guess, like this show. I would. (laughs) And you're getting a lot more of it. Next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show, Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Your shot at $1,000 coming up at 910 this morning. That's when you get your next keyword. And again, that uh, that link is now live for $13 lawn tickets for both Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, also the Event Sevenfold Tour, and I believe also Ozzy Osbourne and Stone Sour is part of that deal as well. Nice. It's, uh, just head over to uh, Facebook.com slash Rock1069. You'll be able to find the link right there. Um, you, the keyword or like the password is 13. It is spelled out. 
Okay. It's not just the number 13. It is spelled out 13. Okay. And in my email, they have it written as all caps. So I don't know if it's uh, case sensitive or not, but try it that way and let's see what happens. I have uh, I have been responding back to some people who have had a couple of uh, a couple of issues, but I believe they have found a way to their tickets now. This Colin Kaepernick story won't die. It just won't go away. And he has not played in an NFL game since 2016. But I guess the Seattle Seahawks were going to host a workout for Colin Kaepernick. It was scheduled. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. A workout, obviously, there's some sort of 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 like interest there, but it's not necessarily like we're all right. We're you. about to sign this contract no. today. Okay. If they were, no, 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 exactly right. If they were really interested and felt like he had it, no matter what, you're going to just sign him to the number two quarterback position. Welcome to the thing. They wanted to make sure in the workout. Is dude, what have you been doing since you haven't been playing football? Which is one hundred percent reasonable. I mean, for the payroll, and, and you consider somebody being off the field for two years. I mean, God, how many times do we, do we see examples of dudes who have walked away for whatever reason and weren't able to walk back? Can't yeah, come back. It's, it's really, really hard. Right. So apparently, two weeks ago, the workout was being arranged. Colin was happy about it, and the workout had been like set for a while. But I guess on the on the day before Seattle put the situation on hold, I guess they reached out and told him it would not be worth his time and shouldn't bother with the travel and it's not worth coming if he continued to kneel or doing on-field activism. He had to agree in advance if he wanted to go. Colin was focused on his workout and was focused on being the best football player and performing at the workout. He certainly did not agree to the precondition. According to his camp, this happened the day before, and then they canceled it. I guess the Seahawks asked Kaepernick about his plans for the upcoming season and his off-the-field activities. Kaepernick said he didn't know. And last year, a report came out that said he would be standing for the national anthem, but that had been denied by his girlfriend, Nessa, who he needs to shut up. And not let her handle this stuff because this is why he's not a Baltimore Raven right now. You, 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 you have to. The people that are personally involved in your life, you have to be able to tell them that there's there's a line. Same I, I mean, I, I mean, like we have to do that. Like, Absolutely. So, yes, Colin Kaepernick, you totally have to do that. The Seahawks are looking for a number two quarterback to back up Russell Wilson. They released a backup quarterback, uh, Travone Boykin, after a domestic assault accusation from his girlfriend. Yeah, they got no one. It's Russell Wilson, and that's the only quarterback on roster. Well, they signed a guy this morning. Oh, they? I, they, okay. I believe okay. they signed a guy this morning. It's a guy who's never played in an NFL game. I don't. I can't even remember his name, but I did read the report okay. from Adam Schefter this morning. They have found a second quarterback, but it's a guy who's never been in an NFL game. I believe that the C- this is what people are going to tell me. Colin Kaepernick's got the right to protest. Mm-hmm. He's got the right. Mm-hmm. Fine. The Seattle Seahawks have the right to ask him about said protests and then have the right, absolutely, to not hire him if that's what he's going to do. Agreed. That is not blackballing you. That is them saying, dude, we're not comfortable with this, and if you just change this, 
you can be here. Yeah, I mean, if our boss tells us, like, yo, you guys are talking about bong rips too much, and you have to stop that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's on them. I, I agree with you on 100% on that, that yes, Colin Kaepernick has the right to do it, and any team certainly has the right to tell them that, hey, we're not interested because of it. It's interesting what's happening in Seattle, right? I mean, it is a little interesting. Um, it's one of the most progressive cities this country has, um, but they just like emptied out that locker room full of outspoken, loud, politically strong-minded, or at least strong-opinioned is probably the better way to say it, players. And, 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 and I mean, head coach Pete Carroll, such a player's coach. You know yes. what I mean? Like, that's, that's who the guy is. That's Too how much he made so his. sometimes. But there was been, but dude, this thing in Seattle's been brewing for a while. I remember that defense had come out and said that Russell Wilson wasn't black enough. I mean, like this, the, the crazy stuff that was coming out of there. Michael Bennett lied about the cops. I mean, there was a, there was so much garbage going on in that locker room in Seattle. I can't be surprised they threw everybody out of there. I, I know something happened with the Bengals too, and uh, at this point, I think it was Eric Reed was going to be yep. was being interviewed, and yes, uh, they Mike Brown wanted to know what's your plan for this, and like Reed's camp then like leaked the meeting. Now that we are. I mean, almost to the draft. I mean, we are a couple months into the offseason of the NFL. Before we know it, it is going to be Hall of Fame weekend. So the so the season is going to start. Um, I, I don't know if Roger Goodell is a member of the 20 million, but bro, if you are, dude, your window is shutting. I've said this for, for a while now. You have this offseason. You have to address this issue. If the rule is going to be... You can't you can't go out there and, 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 and make any sort of protest during the national anthem or during the game, then make that the rule. The NBA does it and it's fine. I, it, it's it, fine, dude. You can do yes. that. Well, I mean the NBA they do have the rule. Um here's what I can't figure out. If I'm the TV network, because that's where the advertisers are, is on the TV end. Right? That's where the advertiser is. Ultimately, the TV executive cares about that, right? They need Clorox. They need Tide. They need, right? They need those things. If I'm the TV network, I don't know how I'm not going to Goodell and saying this. Bro, we'll see you right at kickoff. Outside of this, dude, we're done. We're done. I, Dude, I'm sick of people. Because, dude, this new thing now where it's like if people see or they hear something they don't like, where now the new form of American terrorism is we'll take your radio program away from you. We'll take your TV program away from you. We'll get David Hogue. We'll do this. All your advertisers are under fire. That's the new form of terrorism in this country. So if I'm the TV network, I take the power away from the people and go, screw you. I'm not showing it to you. And therefore, you can't get mad. What are you going to do? Get mad about the tweets? Fine. We're not putting it on TV. I, it, 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 like, guys, people have the right to protest all you want, but you cannot make the argument that those national anthem protests are not bad television. It's bad television. Free speech does not apply at work. Like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Now, if your work wants to allow you to say whatever you want, that is their prerogative as the company to do so. You, I mean, at the end of the day, that's yes. the truth. Like, if, 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 if that's the case, that's the case. But the NFL obviously doesn't feel that way and just do make just make rules this like, is just do it just this, just cut the, cut the problem off right now what i didn't like about what the nfl did is that they they approached this whole thing from a place of weakness and what the nfl did with this anthem protest is they allowed it to happen why because they wanted any other story but cte on the front page 
And ultimately, what the NFL did is said, well, dude, really what they're asking for is for cops to stop shooting people in the street. We can get behind that, right? But then what happened was is that it landed for the American public as anti-military. Now, what needs to happen there and what the NFL has tried to do but probably needs to put a little bit more effort forth is like, guys... We're, 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 you've made your protests, you've made your points, okay, we're moving forward. How are we going to, to, to help reduce these issues with, and how do we get away, how do, how do we put this behind us? That's the thing, is they're just allowing it to just, to just fester and to just sit there and like, you as the NFL, you're a multi-billion dollar industry that has all of the power in the world. Start making a positive impact in the community, show your guys, hey, the causes that matter to you matter to us, we will help you make that positive impact in the community, but the but the flip side of that, what you're giving, we'll give you that. But what you're but giving give me us, good TV, right? What you're giving us is the ability to sell advertising. Give me good TV, right? Like like it's not saying it's not saying well everything you think is wrong. It's like guys, this is not where we're going to do this. But the NFL did this. They went along with this for the same reason a bunch of people go along with a bunch of stuff that's crazy because one side of the aisle was going to tell you you were racist if you didn't, and the NFL didn't want CTE and racism. Slung around their neck so they allowed their players to go out there and honestly for a lot of the country disrespect the flag and i told you when it the, the onset of this that is this will be seen as anti-military that you cannot separate the armed forces and the flag and the national anthem you now, cannot separate it now at the end of the day we've said this a million times is that the protests haven't really mattered and Have if not. i'm the nfl why do i care if you haven't, if, if 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 advertisers haven't walked away, if ratings are still fine, why why do I care? Because perceptions, reality, and people read tweets talking about. Dude, look, because because exactly right. The perception is reality. There are guys who are listening to us right now, who listen every day, who think that that protest is working, who think because they didn't watch an NFL game last year that they made a difference. But if it's not working, because I think if, it's still the story. If the what would line, you rather have? What would the NFL rather have Monday morning? Talk about how great the games were or talk about the fact that guys were kneeling. Point there, but what they'd really rather have is the money. And if the money's still there, it's like, well, why am I changing my behavior? I st- Well, because I think what might be happening is maybe the money's still there because they know ultimately the, the eyeballs are still there. But isn't it possible the companies and the CEOs are calling Roger Goodell and going, dude, I'm not yanking, but you got to make this easier on me, bro. Like, come on. I don't want this. I don't want people threatening not to buy my products because I'm on theirs. And by the way, I always do this when we get into this. You guys, you got to stop being so drunk with this power Twitter gave you. Enough. Go back to being just like a regular person and go about your life. Quit getting drunk on this power that Twitter gave you. It's, dude, it's so gross and sickening. We're going to take all your advertisers away because you're bored and you have nothing else to do. I just think that until those advertisers go away, behavior is not going to change. You can, you know what I mean? Like it's the well, money. Be, well, yeah, but you can say that. But behavior is changing. Seattle was a team that was all about this, and now they've emptied out their defense, and they won't bring in a guy who's looking to do this. Attitudes and act and and things are changing because ultimately, dude, I think a lot because even there was a huge portion of the African American community, forty five and older, who hated the protest because they felt like it was anti American. So if they are moving, so are the protests working? No. I don't think that they are. If, if, if the protest was working, they would still be doing if it. If behavior's changing, though, I, I mean, I just feel like it's either got to be it's either got to be the protests are not working, and therefore nothing's going to change, or ch- the, the change is happening, and therefore the protests of the NFL are working. I don't believe either one of those things have to be true. I don't believe that. I believe what could be happening is powerful CEOs of companies are pressuring Roger Goodell and saying, "Look, we're not yanking." 
But do I have to run ads with you as often as I am? No, I don't. No, I don't. I can run ads with you in the first quarter and not have them in the fourth quarter. I can run ads with you in the 1 o'clock game, not the 4 o'clock game. I cannot spend money on Monday night. I cannot spend money on Sunday night. I can. Th- there's power in that. And I think there are going to be advertisers who say, look, ultimately, dude, your product's so goddamn powerful, I really can't walk away from it. What's up, Papa John's? Tried. How'd that go? Had to beg your way back in. Nice try. They went with Pizza Hut. How'd that go? How'd that go? Remember? Because of how the boycotts are working. But ultimately, dude, you get enough of them CEOs together who call and say, look, dude, I'll tell you what, we're not yanking, but we're going to spend 60% less next year than, than we did last year. I'm telling you right now, dude, if a huge client of this radio station said, dude, we're spending 60% less than we did last year, our behavior changes. Somebody in this building does something to make that not true. And I think that that's part of what you're seeing. They're not going to yank, but are they going to use their influence? Yes. And as much as people want to talk to me, it's the player's platform. Again, Brandon Marshall tried to use the NFL field as a platform to bring awareness on mental illness. He was told no, fined, and then suspended. But you throw the threat of somebody being called racist, and then everybody goes, yeah, this is your platform, bro. You're right. You're absolutely right. You have the right to do this. We're either four players speaking out or we're not. But the reason why the NFL sat idly by and watched this happen is because they knew Twitter would call him racist. Sean King would get his group in a fever, whipped up over a non-story, and they didn't want CTE and racism slung around their necks together. And so they acted like cowards and gave in. And here we are three years later still trying to figure out why Colin Kaepernick's not on a roster. They cowered because they were afraid of being labeled a racist. That's exactly why they cowered. Your shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Dude, you just sent me this, and I haven't had a chance to digest it. It's bad. Fully yet, but this does not sound good. It's not good. It's not. We're from the CantonRep.com now. We're finding out that a Minerva man has been accused of tying sex toys, videos, as well, to a kid's bike. They arrested a, a, a man accused of trying to tie a bag full of sex toys and some X-rated videos to a BMX-style bicycle outside the library. Uh, Michael Bite, Bate, maybe, 63, told officers that he had used the items the night before, cleaned them off, and then tried to tie them to the bike as a joke to the little boys. Guys, let me make this abundantly clear. There is no such thing in a DA's mind as a joke between a man, a boy, and sex toys. No joke for anyone. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Be, I'll stand on the side of the DA on that one. I'm. I'm with him. I'm. I, yeah. I like it. He was jailed on four felony counts of uh, you know passing out material harmful to juveniles. The fact that they were used, like they weren't cleaned. I know they weren't cleaned. There's no way they were. 
So, like, that's just gross. Like, that's just at the end of the day. I mean, I can't imagine if you're the kind of guy that thinks it's a good idea to tie sex toys to a kid's bike that you're necessarily the cleanliest person no, I've ever met. No, no, you are. No, 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 no. Not only is it is it not you're lazy and it's like, oh, yeah, man, I just use my pocket V and I don't want to clean it out. It's you left it there intentionally. That was a part of the grossness. That was a part of the of the of the of the crime there was that they were dirty. He used it last night and he wanted that kid to 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 have like that filthy disgusting dildo or whatever it was oh, and toys think, too you know what i'm saying so there's multiple things in there i just feel like i need a hazmat shower you now, do like, you what do matter with people dude I, I mean obviously there's weirdos out there there's no question about it do you think he was on site like watching okay so he ties the bag of of d you know of dildos to the bike do you think he sat there and like watched waiting for the yes. kid to get on the bike and, like, why, why, why would you do right. it right i mean i would i know i don't know this you know what i mean because I, I i'm not a creep but i would imagine that that part of like the get off factor of that is watching the person be taken aback by it right yeah i mean because let's be real you're an 11 year old or whatever you're leaving the library you go out to your bike and you're like oh there's a bag on my bike you open it up and there's the king kong double dong like of course you're gonna like react shocked you know what i mean you i mean you're 11 years old i do it if that happened to my car right now i'd freak out when police went to talk to him they admitted to ha- he admitted to having secured the bag of items to the bicycle telling officers that he did it as a joke and he used them like i said <laughs> washed them off but he needed to get rid of the toys he is still in jail, uh, as far as we know right now. He's being held in lieu of $25,000. If any one of you go get him, I want you never to listen ever again. Yeah, you're, you're he's, out. Uh, he's pending, in, you know, pending a, you know, a court hearing. This will be done in alliance. Now, in the world of, like, adults, like, if... Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is like, all right, you know, let's say I leave my window open in the parking lot. Stansberry has his bag of dildos that he's throwing away and he throws it on my front seat. I guess I can get the like, oh, my God, dude, I can get the joke. Yes. Yes. But if I was to walk out of this building, take my bag that I don't own. (laughs) The the bag of dildos. My bag of dildos I don't own. If I was to take that and throw it through the window of a female salesperson that works here, that's a completely different situation. Not okay. Not Correct. Okay. Not okay. You will be fired for that one. Here's, I should also tell people this. <laughs> I don't care who you think your fan tone in your office is. Yeah. Don't throw your sex toys at them. I know we're presenting <laughs> it that it would be okay for he and I to do this to one another. I don't know why. I, I feel like as I should also tell you this, our households have never shared sex toys. Never. It's never been like, dude, take this one off. Never. Take the tires on. Never. And I, I mean, like, you have to get rid of them. Okay. I mean, you used them last night, so obviously you're not. But, like, where's the, well, I'm going to go tie it to a bike. Like, if you want to go throw a bag of dildos in the in the dumpster behind, you know, a grocery store. Well, you're allowed to do that, right? Well, but, but at least at that point, you don't want them to be in your trash. You know what I'm saying? Because what if the, tra- what if the raccoons get in the trash, and then my dildos are going to be all over the alleyway, the, the you know, the trash guy's picking it up, wondering what this is. Trash guy probably knows. But, you know, point taken there of why you wouldn't want it in your house or in your property, on your lawn or whatever. But, like, what you're tying When was the last time you had to throw something away and you tied it to some kid's bicycle? Never. Never was, happened. When was the last time you had to throw a sex toy away? 
get there old enough, right? I mean, how old how old until we throw one away? Well, I mean, I, I, that's a good question. I feel like that's did everybody figure out their whole line on that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did one time stumble across one without my knowledge of where it was. Right. And I was still I wasn't <clears throat> I was old enough to be having sex but young enough to where I was still living in my parents' house. Okay. All right? Okay. So like that that's about where I was, right? And my brother had just moved out. It was like one of these times where he was like moving back and, you know, sometimes living in my house, right. sometimes moving out, you know, one of those things. Right. And so he had moved out and he had the bigger of the two bedrooms that were available to one of us. And so when he moved out, I was still young and I was like, I want the big bedroom, man. I'm moving. And so, you know, you're moving in the new bedroom in the house. And it's like the big day of your life, yeah, right? Yeah, Stansbury, like, the big man over dude, here. Dude, the Motley Crue poster goes right here, man. <laughs> yeah, like, man. That, that, that's where that goes. Kids okay. are over here, right? And so I'm like cleaning out the closet and I'm just like reaching in there grabbing stuff and the next thing you know i reach and i feel it before i could see it and i was like what the hell is that and i pull it out underneath a big pile of clothes and there's just this purple phallic thing in my hand Jeez, the eggplant and then in the other hand i had this dildo that i found <laughs> in my brother's closet which was really 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 strange your shot at a thousand dollars right now your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword "cash" to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's cash to two hundred two hundred. Rock one zero six nine one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock one zero six nine. I read this story this morning, and I can't believe. That this wasn't a bigger story, I think, 10, 15 years ago. Isn't it weird how some things catch on and, like, we get so mad about them? Other things, it's like, how how is nobody talking about this? That's so true. It's like, when something finally breaks, I'm like, wait, it took you... Like, the other day, like, when that Simpsons thing was, like, the thing when the guy was like, oh, my God, a poo. And I said, I was like, it took you 30 years to realize there were stereotypes on the Simpsons? Come on. But I read this this morning. And this year, students at Southeast Missouri State don't just need books to go back to college, but they will have pet-friendly dorm room halls as well, where you'll be allowed to bring your cat or your small caged animal, your dog, depending on size there. And this came from students who were extremely outspoken and they want to bring uh, their pets with them to school. You know what they're going to use. They're going to use separation anxiety about being away from home for the first time. They're going to use that. People are going to use, well, this is like, you know, my 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 emotional support animal, which I do believe that there is therapeutic things to like there, you know, uh, to emotional support dogs and like certain kind of animals. But I think this country's run amok with like how many people get away with doing that. Like I work with a girl at the Agora. Her name's Rachel. She's the nicest girl you're ever going to meet in your entire life. She... Her, dude, not only is her Instagram filled with pictures of her dog, her dog has an Instagram account. Like this, she's like one of those, right? Okay. And Henry the Bear is what she calls her dog. And he is. He's a big old dog, right? And he's an awesome dog. I love Henry. But she has him listed as an emotional support animal so she can take him into stores, take him anywhere she wants, and she'll full on admit to you. 
that she did did it just because she just loves having him with her everywhere she goes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it, any system's going to get exploited. It's like medical marijuana where once it was like, hey, yeah, this could genuinely be used, but it eventually just turned into like, well, yeah, everyone's got a card, everyone's out there smoking weed off of it. So like, I um I buy into it. I do. I think that people can have some sort of like you know whether it's dealing with PTSD or a slew of other issues, you can have some positive impact from having agree, an animal yeah. like that. But it's just ripe with cases of fraud and exploiting the system there. Now. I guess I don't know, but we have enough dorm room halls to be doing this because aren't I would imagine a significant portion of the college students are going to be allergic to animals. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what that number is of like, well, how many people want to bring an animal versus how many people have 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 provable animal allergies? I don't know. Southeast Missouri, MIT, University of Northern Colorado, and Stevens College, which I don't know where that is. All offer pet-friendly dorm rooms. Colorado doesn't surprise me. They're pretty hippie. At the end of the day, I mean, like, it's just like a landlord where it's like, if it were me, hell no, I'm not letting you as a renter bring your dog in here. Hell no, I'm not. I'm not. But if you want to be that landlord that does it, or you want to be that college that does it, I don't have a problem. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, yeah, you're gonna have to clean it up, and I'm sure it's gonna be like more of a um, a hassle for you. You're gonna have to deal with some headache from it. But like, I don't isn't know. the isn't the roommate thing in the dorm hard enough? Like, uh, like isn't the mixing and matching of that already? Doesn't that create like I know if if the movie Higher Learning is to be believed, that can be a tricky situation to assimilate with another person like that. So now oh, you're throwing course. German shepherds on top of it? Of course. And I, I'm willing to bet because like when like when I went to college, they set up a kind of like a personality test before they matched you with somebody. Yeah. So it was like, well, are you an early riser or a late riser? Do you care? Are you, are you on a scale of one to five? How clean are you versus, you know, whatever. Um, so I would assume a part of that will now be like, would you be okay living with a, you know, an, a roommate with a pet? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it would be a yes or no question there. I would imagine like that um, on the test. The idea of living with somebody that I don't know freaks me out. I I I lived with a guy that I went to high school with, and I'm very happy that I did. That. Yeah, no, I do the rolling of the dice. Like people who still like I see this all the time. Like because I've been looking for a house to rent recently, right? right? Oh yeah, I wanna I wanna tell you about one. Yeah, I forgot about that. I'm glad you said that. Oh great, so I, am I. I, I. I really legit have like a place to tell you about. Do you really? No, oh, no, great. I'm not here, but yeah. well, no, no, great. I know that makes me very very happy because I've been okay. struggling to find something. Okay. But one of the things I see a lot is, hey, come rent this room in my house, and it's like. Dude, you're just putting that out there for strangers? Like, I would not want to move a stranger into my home. I mean, I understand the desperation factor of like, oh my God, I'm moving to New York City and I can't afford to do this on my own and I have to go on roommates.com or Craigslist or whatever. It's a desperate move, but I'm glad I've never had to make that. Yeah, I'm just, that's what I'm saying is essentially is that I'm happy that as bad as my financial situations have been in my life, that I was able to either move in with somebody that I knew, move them in with me, vice versa, whatever. But like, I didn't have to go to, hey, weirdo that I've never met before, move in here. Yeah, and I guess how do you go to work with any confidence the first like month? Maybe like maybe like the roommate in college dorm feels a little different than like your apartment as an adult. But yeah, I mean the point the, the, the point stands. The non ownership you think is what yeah, makes it different. Yeah, the non ownership. It's college. You're supposed to kind of be in this like weird place. But like yeah, by the time you're you know 29. Yeah, that would be really weird, man. That would be. I would not like that. That would be. I um I uh I've always said I thought it would be a really funny TV show if they, you know, took 
somebody like you, prime example, you know, a dude that has lived most of his life and, you know, gets it all taken away from him. And so then he decides, hey, I'm going back to college. And it's like, well, you got to go live in the freshman dorm. And now all of a sudden you're living with these other freshmen. You're a 45 year old man. You're banging out. You know what I mean? I just thought that was like a good premise. Well, I have my life back now. Well, but I'm yes, just saying. But yes, no, there was a stretch. That wouldn't be a bad TV show. You know, I, I, I thought the, the, you know, it was there. Like his wife leaves him, you know, the money's gone, he loses his job. Now what's he supposed to do? And he puts a whole campus into the Me Too movement. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, no I, don't, I don't know where that could go off the rails at all. No, that's a, that's a solid business model. No, that actually is good TV, though. Yeah, and you're dealing with these 18-year-olds that you can't relate to as a 40-year-old, but you have to be there because it's like, well, if I'm a freshman... sign me up for my online course! Right, 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 right. All right, yeah, no, I can see it. I can get down with that. We have poison and cheap trick tickets. We'll pass those out to end the program. Thank the dear Lord, yeah, right? it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Thank the dear Lord, right? <laughs> That's next. Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my name. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duckett, baby. I do not have the ability to go back in time now. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here it goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. If, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women. Bradley Zimmer racing to the gap in right center, laid out for a diving catch in a 9-1 ball game. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah. Fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown. Baby! What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. That can make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. I, I, I had to take off my shoes and run. So kiss my black not okay. Make fun of my nose. I'm watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Has it been my best year? No, obviously, you know, uh, statistically, it all speaks for itself. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. 106.9. Nearing the end of it now. Yeah. Uh, you heard a little Johnny Manziel in there. Yeah. Did a little better in his second spring, uh, spring league game. I don't know where the hell that is or played or who does it or what. But he did go 10 for 16, 188 yards, and two touchdowns last night. Well, a little better. Yeah, I mean, have fun in Canada, bro. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, like, I you, uh, God be with you, dude. Like, that 
if if that's if that's where it's like, man, I didn't work out the way I wanted to, and that's your backup is you get to go play arena football or something like that. You you've had an okay run. I'm not. I don't feel too bad for you. Who ends up worse in that situation? Tim Tebow playing minor league baseball or Johnny Manziel playing Canadian football? Who's worse? Um, you're still playing the game that you wanted to play in football. So I'm gonna go with Johnny Manziel is gonna get a little bit. I mean, a little bit better of a life. There. That's how I look yeah. at it too. Is that you're actually doing the thing you tried to do? Yeah. And so yeah. I would agree that I would have to go with Johnny Manziel. Yeah. What are your big plans for the weekend, buddy? Uh, a couple different things. Uh, first and foremost, tonight, um, I don't know what I'm going to do because it's beautiful. I feel obligated to go do something. I kind of want to go to the Indians game because they play at 7 o'clock. You know, you got to take on the Blue Jays, and it feels like a night you should be out at the ballpark. But it it's, does. But, but it's Friday, dude, and I suck on Fridays. Like, I've got a bunch of crap I have to do over here before I leave work, and then it's gonna I'm going to go home and I'll be like, dude, I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. Um, tomorrow night, working at the uh, at the Moonshine Bar, and then Sunday, uh, the Cavaliers' playoff run starts. 16 victories away from an NBA championship, and uh, I think it's a 3.30 tip-off game. Is, yeah. I saw tickets as low as 28 bucks, and yeah, that's a distinct possibility that me and the girlfriend will be heading up to the queue to go check out the Cavaliers on Sunday. If you can get a cast ticket for thirty bucks, you should do. You do that. a regular season game, you can get right. a thirty dollars seat. I mean, let alone a playoff game. But we went, we went first round of the playoffs last year, and it, they were they were really cheap seats, and we had decent seats too. So I uh, I, wow. I I think that's going to be the plan. I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, what's this, what stories the stands, Bray? What you got going on? Playing golf this afternoon, right? Uh, hopefully, I do a little bit better than I did yesterday. My round started so good yesterday. I mean, so good, and then it just. I did. I, there was a massive tailspin in it, um, and then we have the darkness in the Agora tomorrow night. Ah. Uh, we have the darkness playing tomorrow night, so I'll be there for that. And then Sunday, uh, I believe um, a group of us—I don't want to say this—are um, going. We're going to go hiking. Oh, we're going to go hiking. Stands on a little hike. Yeah, we're going to go hiking. Little probably, outdoor stands Probably have a little avocado. Have a little. Have a little hike. Coming from the dude who Be wants pretentious. who wants to go to a glass blowing glass, yeah, hiking, dude. That's what that's what's too far. I, uh, but yeah, we probably <laughs> I do want to go to a glass blowing class. You leave Emmy alone; she was nice. Um, no, dude, go enjoy the hike. Go enjoy the weather. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when you get out there today, and you're like, go golf. Am I going to be able to do this or not, dude? Just I don't care. No. Confidence. Swing that. Swing that thing, dude. Honestly, I don't even care. I, I, and that's the way I got to approach it because I got about an hour and fifteen worth of sleep last night. Right. I mean, literally about an hour and fifteen yeah, minutes you, is what I got. You've last had night. a little bit. Of crabby on you. This oh yeah. Morning. Okay, oh, yeah. that's that's where it comes yeah, out. Yeah. All right. No, no, no. I got plenty of it. Yeah, okay. I was up late doing things I should not be doing, and yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, it things got away from me, and so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not sleep as well as I should. And but like when I was driving to the course yesterday, it was so nice that I was like, you know what? This is really true of me. In the winter, I want to move out of Ohio every single day. Yeah. When I see snow, I'm like, dude, why am I here? Get what am I doing? The hell out of this place. But as soon as the weather breaks, I'm like, dude, I would never leave here. It's, I would never leave here. When it's great, it's great. Yeah. I mean, it truly is. It, it's fantastic, but like, it's not going to last long. No. <laughs> like, Somebody told me they're thinking Blizzard Monday. Bring it on. Bring it on. I was told this morning. Be, Six be, inches. Get ready to shovel. Oh, oh, oh. I, don't, <laughs> no, I was like, no, 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 no. You know what? It's the end of the week. I'm there done. it is. We're done with it. We're done. Yeah. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000. 10 uh, we will be back at this live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. We do have some Poison and Cheap Trick tickets. Let's pass those out to end the week. We'll take caller number 30 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Aside from that, like I said, we'll talk to you again Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great weekend. See you. 
The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069.